0: Yeah.
1: It's the Gridiron Stud Show and the promo that's got to flow. Football knowledge from toe to toe with Amo, Calamino and the other hosts. You already know Chad Wilson brings you the show dial us up give us a call we're waiting here to talk some ball 347-633-9365 is the number to call so don't sit around no time to stall giving you football from wall to wall and now we give you our two hosts Emil and chad with your breakfast toast
0: And how about that intro? Did you
2: get that reverb on Oh, mic? yeah. It was wild. I thought you
3: did that on purpose.
2: No, I did not, but uh, if, it, if it can continue, Blog Talk Radio will take it. It's uh, Tuesday, August 4th. It's that fast. We're in August. August 4th here. Chad Wilson, Emil Calamino. It's the Gridiron Stud Show. We're trying to get our bearings back. We did come back on Friday. Still shaking off some of the rust. Nevertheless, we are here for the next hour taking you uh, into the world of sports. We're going to debate a couple of issues, bring up a couple of topics. We've also got a top five for you because, hey, nothing brings out controversy like a top five. We're going to hurt some people's feelings. Plus, everything
3: needs to be ranked. Didn't you get
2: the memo? Everything. Yeah, everything needs to be ranked. We rank everything in this, uh, in this society right now, and we don't want to be left out of that. So we will be ranking the top five worst NFL quarterbacks. How about that for a ranking? Top five worst NFL quarterbacks on the show today. And uh, right off, Rip, if you want to contact us on the show, if you're listening, you have an opinion, you'd like to share it with us, the number to call is 347-633-9365. As uh, the person that intro this show rapped, who, who was that guy rapping on the intro to this show? I don't know. He was good. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so, again, 347-633-9365. Or if you want to reach us on Twitter, you're scared to call and speak to the host. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter, it's at Gridiron Studs, or send email, email, God, e- send AMO to well, email. Send email an email. How's that? Oh, yeah, there you go. Say that fast. But uh, you can email the show, Gridiron Studs Show at Gridiron and we are here with you for the next hour. Do All you think right. you're
3: intimidating? Because you said if people are scared to call, do you find...
2: Hey, you just didn't... calling a radio show and hearing themselves. Sometimes people have these opinions in private. But uh, when it comes time to share them to the public at large, they tend to uh, clamor up. Hamada, hamada,
3: hamada, They can't get exactly. them out. Exactly.
2: But people will quickly uh, jump on a talk show host and uh, criticize them when, in fact, you know, jumping out there and just, just calling a show with your opinion gives them uh, gives them – You know, butterflies in their stomach. Try doing it as an actual show and having to have a real opinion, and then having people call and attack that opinion. And yeah,
3: you have to defend it. Nobody wants to defend the opinion. They like to give them out. They like. I think a lot of them like the bar conversation where you know you get two guys over a beer just bitching.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly what you and I are doing. We just happen to be doing it on the airwaves here for everyone to listen to. So we will uh, welcome your opinion. Uh, and any questions or comments that you may have about the show feel free to contact us all right here's what we've got on the docket today just uh you know the nfl camps have started up and a couple of things you always have at nfl camp one's injuries uh one's people that are standing out another one is guys holding out and one very interesting holdout for me is uh camp chancellor out in seattle it happens to be uh perhaps the most talked about an accomplished team in the last two or three years here, and that uh, are the Seattle Seahawks, who've been to back-to-back Super Bowls, and were uh, a nose hair away from winning back-to-back Super Bowls, and uh, they're Or a handoff away, maybe. A handoff, perhaps. Perhaps, right? A handoff away, a maybe. Way to put it. A handoff <laughs> away from winning back-to-back Super Bowls. Um, uh, but yeah, they're running into the problem that all teams run into in this era of free agency. Uh, in terms of trying to keep a dynasty, and that is managing the salaries and determining who needs to stay, who they're going to pay like that, and then um, you know who they're going to let go. Which has been the, if you ask me, Emil, the biggest and the best thing that the New England Patriots have done here for over the last decade plus, and that is managing the salaries and being able to say goodbye to guys that um, you know our 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 fan favorites and managers. well i
3: know through your you know your your business and just you know what you happen to do you probably come across and talk to a lot of football fans just you know every day right
0: yes
2: absolutely. they
3: really you know i'm not going to take a shot at fans but i am. they really struggle with this concept um hmm. uh, the least and on my end i find they do i talk hmm. to people you know they, they look at these decisions that teams make in a vacuum and they'll say i can't believe that such and such was so stupid to let player A go. Well,, yeah. if there was no salary cap and you didn't have to allocate resources, chances are they may not have let the guy that you love go. But in in this day and age, you have to make decisions. The saying goes you can't have a stake on every plate necessarily. That's mm-hmm. the way the league's designed. So the good teams know how to allocate those resources properly based on what they're allowed to spend and and that's really the trick of this whole thing and that's why the game has become so analytical anymore and and a lot of the numbers geeks are are really playing into all sports but the NFL you know they've been kinda a little bit behind baseball in this but um, they're starting to get involved with the numbers geeks and saying hey where do we allocate resources and statistically speaking what gives us the best chance of winning
2: Right. Uh, and 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 it, look, it's tough for the fans because they grow this emotional attachment to a player who has come through. And you know what it is for a fan, man. You get uh, down to a critical point in a game, and and um, they're clutching whatever it is—the lucky pillow. or Sure. The, the, Been there, the done that. I'll be doing it. I'll be doing it in a few weeks. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> a real critical moment. And then that player comes through and makes a big play, and uh, literally they fall in love with a player, and it gets difficult down the road to part with the player that is connected to this great moment or moments in your team's history, and be able to say, hey, it's you know, it's out the door with this guy. We can no longer afford him. He's no longer. Um, you know, uh, valuable. He's no, His his value is no longer in conjunction with the salary he's asking for, and we need to get him out and replace him with a new guy. The, the uh, better teams have been able to do that. New England has been the best at it. Uh, Green new
3: England's Rose. good at it. You know who else is pretty good at it? Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay, if you notice most years, really doesn't dip into free agency. They focus on keeping the guys they have, developing the guys they've drafted, and then maybe they'll they'll pick up a few, you know, Pieces off the scrap heaps, so to speak, toward the end of the summer to to augment their roster. But they really don't go hot and heavy. No, and they they're not they're they're trying have, to
2: bring in a superstar from elsewhere to make them, make their superstars. And they've done a good job also with their rookie free agents and develop them developing them as well. So, uh, I mean, you, you know, the most anything.
3: to your point. Let me just the most. I think one of the examples in New England does this every year. So
2: mm-hmm.
3: you could usually find more high-profile examples, but this year I think the highest profile example, and the reason it's in the forefront of my mind, is I just had a conversation with a guy, like me, you know, you have friends that are Miami fans, you went to school there, you have alumni, people you've played with, a lot of friends that are Cowboy fans that I talk football with. Guy cannot understand why the Cowboys would ever let DeMarco Murray go, just can't fathom it. Yeah, so and that is
2: on? that that is a, you know, a prime example and one that we will have to see play itself out. You know, let's see what he does in Philadelphia. Well, oh, He may be great this yeah, year in he, Philadelphia. Yeah, even if he does have a good year in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah that's not that's not the point. Day. It's
3: not whether he's great. I think he can have a very good year in Philadelphia because he's going to get the ball, um assuming he doesn't get hurt now, and they have a pretty good line. I mean,
2: so I mean, I'm not saying but, Angel, please understand that this is how the fans are going to measure it. I know you're about to come with some logic right now, but if he goes to Philadelphia and has a tremendous year and outrushes a Joseph Randall or whoever ends up being the guy there for the Cowboys, then I promise you Cowboys fans are going to say that that was a really bad move.
0: Well, you're Honestly, right. Speaking, you're may
2: not be, you're 100% right. about logic and fans.
3: What I'm trying to say is here's what the teams do. In my mind, I'm pretty sure how this conversation played out in in, the, in a war room with, say, you, me, and five other people working for the Cowboys, they looked and said, look at our offensive line. That's where our money's invested. You know, we've got three first-round picks on this line, and you can pretty much assume when Collins gets into the lineup at some point, he would have been your fourth had, there been, had he been drafted, okay? Right. We cannot allocate more resources to running back because we've made our bet if we're playing poker. We've pushed our chips in saying, that no, you can't line any stiff back there and get yards, but we're going to say we can get a good running back who can gain yards because we have a great line. Now, right. if, you, if you've if got to pay that a, a guy who's supposed to be a quote-unquote great running back $8 bucks a year, you're going to have a big salary cap problem at some point in the near future because sure. you've got too many resources tied up in the running game.
2: Sure, but fans don't want to hear that part, and that's why, you know, you – You have uh, people paid to do this, even though they don't always do the greatest job. Here's another thing for the owners, too, though, where uh, there may be that logic there, uh, and what you said makes perfect sense, perfect football sense. I wonder, too, if a good majority of these owners also have to make this decision, and that is what does it do to our bottom line in terms of ticket sales um, if we release this player? Yes, he may not indeed on the field be physically worth this money that he is asking for however from the bottom line in ticket sales what does it cost us to allow this guy to leave and bring in some lesser known players can i answer that for
3: you in the way i see it i think that's a yes but i think it's different the dallas cowboys the pittsburgh steelers the new england patriots the green bay Mm -hmm. packers they don't have to answer that question they're going to sell tickets they're going to sell jerseys because their fan base is just so big, so large, and so established, doesn't matter now. Does, does an owner in, say, Jacksonville, if he has a star player, need to make that
2: decision? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you said that. Now, does that now keep those teams' hands tied behind their back?
0: You yes, the, oh, make... the
3: fans definitely keep the. Listen, let's pretend, let's flip this. Let's pretend DeMarco Murray ran for 1,800 yards last year for the Jacksonville Jacks and they went
2: 9 and 7 made the playoffs. Are off. we saying that they're are, are we saying their offensive line is similar to the Dallas Cowboys? Are we saying uh, that in your we, example here?
3: No, no, I'm just saying, well, yeah, I'm just pretend let, let's just hypothetically. I, all I want to play out is he had the same year mm-hmm. statistically in Jacksonville last year. They mm-hmm. they went 9 and 7, they made the playoffs, and he was up this year and he, Jacksonville a young up and coming team and the owner really said to himself, you know what? All the things the stat geeks give me tell me that I'm making a bad bet if I'm playing poker. And you and I have covered this in previous shows. Murray had 480 touches last year of of running backs who have touched the ball more than 400 times going back to 1990. I think there's been nine of them. One guy played all the games the following year, and one guy ran for 1,000 yards the following year. So basically, you're making a statistically poor play. That's not to say he can't be an outlier. Oh, he may be emmett smith or he may be walter payton i don't know that maybe he is i don't know but You're I'm telling saying, me the jaguars because they the Jaguars, they're going to make that bet they're dead. going to make that they're going to draw as they say in poker terms they're going to draw to an inside straight and hope that he is the outlier he is the walter payton he is the emmett smith he's not getting hurt
2: he's well, running that for 1500 to me that these program these these franchises are i don't want to use the word doomed but they're playing with their hands tied behind their back
0: you don't? Do you, you disagree?
2: I mean, I mean, the way I'm looking at it is, I look at the fans in some of these places,
3: and, and because the fans are not what I'll call uh, diehards. I mean, in other words, if Jacksonville come regardless, yeah, they're not coming. You know that. You've turned on a Jacksonville game. I mean, I'm. Not, I can't even fault the fans. It's a bad product right now. But you, the, the ownership understands we haven't been around long enough and won enough that if we go four and twelve, I and mean, we're gonna have half empty stadium. If we if we let DeMarco Murray, in that example, leave the Jaguars, mm. we understand that all those people wearing his jersey on Sunday, there's nobody else's jersey to wear. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know. um,
2: and you're true. And and there goes the economics and everything else that's involved with the National Football League. So where it looks so cut and dry to the common fan, here we are uncovering a little something here that keeps uh, that keeps some teams down. As opposed to some other squads, so there we go. That and you've seen it, it in
3: Miami. You know the deal down there. I mean, Dan Marino was an icon. I mean, frankly, I was really surprised when Jimmy got down there in the mid '90s that mm-hmm. he didn't make a move to to move. He was afraid Marino. of
2: the backlash. Believe he, it or he not, he was afraid of it.
3: Yeah, I think Jimmy was, was afraid, afraid of, of the it. Backlash. He understood it's Miami, and he knew if I trade Dan Marino, and uh, be you know, a it's going to be a problem. It could
2: be a problem, yeah. and, and maybe someone was telling him that he couldn't imagine that someone telling. Jimmy, that he couldn't do something. But uh, nevertheless, that's something we could talk. Another thing I wanted to bring up here, and this is, ma- this is largely because she's been all over, she's been a- everything that people have talked about here in the last week or so, and, um, you know, kudos to her going out in, in the big uh, match on Saturday night and handling her business in 34 seconds. But it's Ronda Rousey. You can't get away from her. She's everywhere. And, again, extremely successful. But I'm hearing this term right now, that Ronda Rousey is sexy. All right. I'm not sure if that is indeed true. I'm I'm wondering, uh, Emil, if it's just about her being this female and she's extremely successful. And is that what's making people say that she's sexy or is she indeed sexy? I'm a little bit in a conundrum here where it's t- t- so I guess I'm saying it's not clearly so that she is, you know, it's not.
0: Well, and we're also talking but I, about
2: you know, I, don't, I don't know where I am on that
3: we're also talking about uh a, a term that that's subjective. I mean that that that's a that's a term to, you know, you you could take any person and for different people you get you get, you know, different definitions. I mean, I look at rousey and I say if you took a headshot of her, mm-hmm. you know, I I mean, she's certainly not I don't think unattractive. I mean, she's got long mm-hmm. hair, she's she you know, she, I would say she's pretty, but when you you know, and I take the whole package and mm-hmm. you know, she's built like Somebody can kick your ass. I mean, no, I don't find her sexy. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: well, it is true. That term is indeed very subjective and could have different meanings.
3: What I find more interesting is something that you brought up a couple weeks ago, and I I like to take notice of this, and I don't know if maybe I'm just, you and I are both looking at this the wrong way, but Mm -hmm. it's funny. I hear people say when Serena Williams comes up, Mm -hmm. who's built very similarly, only taller, to a Rousey, you know, she's very athletic,
2: muscular. Oh, let, let me tell you something. Black guys will take a shot at you on that one right now.
0: No, not I'm not saying she's not. Like...
3: I'm 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 finding that the you know, I <laughs> see more times than not that there's this uh, uh tacit undertone that you know, she, you know, she's she's built like a, she's moon. a man. Yes. Yeah. She's a man. And and yeah. and, and that, but yet the same sports guys in the national media are calling Ronda Rousey sexy or you know, or women people are you know using that. So I'm saying isn't that kind of a double standard?
2: You know what I think it is, Emil. Um, Here's what I think it is. I think Serena Williams is further down the road in her stardom, and Ronda Rousey is now starting up that road, and I think here's what it is. Serena Williams came on the scene. She started having some success. It was a good story, and it's the normal cycle that we follow in, in this society, especially in this country. As she was climbing up that ladder, there were all these superlative things to say about her great competitor, great athlete. She's sexy, this, that, and the other. So we wrote that up. We reach a certain point where there's overexposure media-wise. They're tired of Serena Williams. They can no longer bank on that story of the rise. Um, and now it's time to see if we could bring her back down. And now the story needs to be about something else. And we follow this path of, let's now go negative and see if we can get some clicks. All right. Someone says, people are tired of hearing about her being sexy in this sex symbol. So... Um, people are saturated with that. Let's jump on this negative side and see if we could steal away some of those clicks and attention, and I think that's where it is for Serena right now. Tired of all the superlatives, let's bring her back down now. And Ronda Rousey's now starting up that scale. So Ronda's gonna be sexy as she flies up here, and after, you know, maybe, I don't know what it is, a, a dozen more arm bars, and she knocks out a couple more chicks, and she's 24-0, and 0, they're going to be tired about hearing about how great she is, and the fact that she might indeed be sexy, and now we can start on this negative. Or how about if Jim Lampley
3: or around. somebody calls her sexy on HBO, and she flips them right on air?
2: She says, Here, you um, think well, this that, is sexy, that, man? <laughs> that might keep her on the positive side for a little bit. I think a part of it is she's very successful, so she's in the news, and she, you know, listen, she's... There's an appeal there. She is attractive. Um, so, And then when you combine that with the fact that she's out there, you know, taking it to these chicks left and right, um, yes, there's that Do appeal, you think she could I've, be Floyd Mayweather? I mean, she hits harder um, than him. I think if it's an MMA thing, yes.
3: And no, I mean, just boxing.
2: About, I just want to see no, her box Mayweather. No, no way in hell. No why, do you hell. think he'd run I, from her the whole fight? No, why? <laughs> We're trying to be funny here. <laughs> do
3: you think he'd uh, stand there and fight with her seriously, or do you think he'd just
2: run? Well, according to Ronda, uh, Ronda um, she's been very critical of Floyd. Yeah, she, he would definitely stand in there against a chick and knock her out. <laughs> uh, <according laughs> That'd be right, Ronda. his wheelhouse. Apparently, according, <laughs> according to her. I don't even want to even mess with that right now. So I guess this topic kind of segues a little bit. Hey, into you left me an talking, opening, man. Now. I could have fun with that all day. So this is going to segue a little bit into what we're going to jump into next. We're going to head to a break, but when we return, Philadelphia Eagles head coach, uh, he's done a lot of crazy things this offseason, but he's got this one thing that's been dogging him of late, and that is, is Chip Kelly a racist? We'll attempt to tackle that issue when we get back from the break. Rejoin us here on the Gridiron Stud show right after this.
0: made that music.
1: <laughs> you want the truth? Well, here it is. Speed kills. And in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then complete speed is what you need. Complete speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, complete speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises, along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now.
0: You want to play college football, right? Well, that's not going to happen unless you have a highlight video. And if you want one of the best highlight videos in the country, then visit Under the Radar Highlight Videos right now. They will give you their best 10 DVDs, affordable, done fast. They'll even remix your highlights or take your huddle highlights and put them on YouTube. And they've worked with some of the best, Deion Sanders Jr., Top recruits in the country are Dory Jackson and Joe Mixon. Current UCLA wide receiver Shaquille Evans, Cordell Brothers, son of Snoop Dogg, as well as top 2013 USC recruit do a crazy if you want to be seen by the colleges and have the offers rolling in then you need to contact under the radar highlights right now visit them at youtube.com forward slash users utr highlight videos that's youtube.com forward slash users forward slash utr highlight videos get over there get that video made and be seen by the colleges now Okay. I'm DJ Henry. 22 here on the east side, gridiron stud show. Chad Wilson, Amo Calamino,
2: chill out. Music was blowing me away there. All right, uh, listen, it's uh, football time. It's uh, your, your, it's your Dallas Cowboys. It's your Philadelphia Eagles. It's the NFC East race, and I know we've got something here that you know catches your attention because you know you are a Cowboys fan. So I'm gonna let you jump into this, and uh, we can have this discussion. Uh, on the air right now, and again, if you want to join us on the show today, numbers three four seven six three three nine three six five. So have at it, Mister Calame.
3: Well, apparently the other day the Eagles traded Brandon Boykin uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Now, admittedly, as soon
3: as I saw this come across the wire, not not the story we're going to talk about, but the trade itself, I found it curious. I think you, as a football fan, would admit that the Eagles couldn't cover much last year in their secondary. Can we not agree at on that? All. Not well, uh, at all. Okay. As bad
2: a secondary is. There as wasn't. you'll
3: see, right. Now, part of that could be a product of things we've talked about. They, they face a lot of plays. Who knows what kind of scheme they play, because I know Seattle picked up one of their defensive backs, and Seattle tends to play pretty good defense, so if they thought the guy couldn't cover at all, I'm not sure he'd be in Seattle. So we'll see. But Blaken, by all accounts, last year was their best corner. Would you agree with that?
0: Uh
2: man, it's tough to even put that label on anyone back there. I guess you okay. can't say that, because the two guys, you know, Williams and Fletcher had really, really tough years. So. Yeah, they
3: had a tough years. So maybe by default, Boy- Boykin was their best. Yeah, that years. would be the word I'd use.
2: But you're a team that
3: can't cover. They they really haven't made a ton of additions. I know they went out and they signed the guy from Seattle, which was another mm-hmm. big overpay in my mind, But mm-hmm. Maxwell. But the end of the day you're going to let a guy you're going to trade him to another defensive back needy team in your own state the Steelers before camp really gets going to see what you've got don't you find that odd and Boykin on his way out the door made the comment that uh, Chip Kelly has a problem with uh, men of culture or something to that effect Mm -hmm. now I know where you think I'm going to go with this and Mm -hmm. say that I agree that Chip Kelly's a racist. I don't necessarily, that that word's overused. I think it's way overused, okay? The term, the whole term racist, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We, we throw it around. I don't think Chip Kelly is a straight-up racist. I don't think you could survive in the coaching profession that long if you just didn't like black people. <laughs> I just, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible. What I do think is, I agree with Boykin in that it seems that Chip Kelly has a problem with maybe understanding people that are different than him, he wants control, mm-hmm. and if he can't control it, he gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. And and that's just you know I mean I mean it, to
2: me there's enough smoke well, well, here. But, uh, mm-hmm. The topic here is is he a racist? Uh, is really what that's boiling down to? It's kind of what he's being accused of. It am I right right or wrong on it? Is that what he's being accused of?
0: Well, by others, yes,
2: um,
3: yes. I mean, I guess maybe maybe I'm trying to say. Uh, Maybe I. Maybe I. I mean, I guess. I guess what you're saying is that I, I'm kind of insinuating that he is by his actions. I don't know. I, I. I don't know. I hate using the word. I think that he has definitely got issues. I mean, look at what he's done since he's there. How do you explain? Okay. You. You can explain away Deshaun Jackson by saying, okay, he's he's kind of had an attitude issue over the years. I. I mm-hmm. I'll give you that one. You trade a younger back in LaShawn McCoy, who by all accounts, I think most football people would tell you, especially before last season, is a better running back than DeMarco Murray. Hell, as a Cowboy fan, I'm just thrilled not to see LaShawn McCoy twice a year. You trade him to the Bills and then replace him with a guy who's just as expensive. Who's also just as black. Yes, but again, I go back to what I said. I don't think it's, hey, I don't like black people. I don't like black people. I can't control. In other words, I, maybe maybe I'm gonna overuse it a little hyperbole here, but I like to be the slave master. Okay.
2: hmm Okay.
3: LaShawn McCoy speaks his mind, outspoken, flashy. Demarco Murray, man, it's all business. I mean, Demarco Murray is head down. You know, mm-hmm. I'll do what you tell me to do, and, and I'm not. Again, I'm not. This is. You a think shot this was person. part
2: of his evaluation of, uh, of Demarco Murray? He Friday.
3: wants his team a certain way. That's what I see with Chip Kelly he wants his guys a certain way, and what way is that? you're gonna do what I tell you to do. Shut up, and if you don't like it, leave
2: okay, so your stance is maybe he's not racist.
0: My he just stance is need, I think he just I doesn't think,
2: need openly black guys on the squad I guess
3: listen maybe being a, a white guy, I could tell you i've been I've heard conversations like this okay mm-hmm. it's it's not. You've heard with white guys, okay, you've, you've, got, you've probably had conversations or heard them in the opposite direction. Sometimes people don't understand other cultures. It doesn't mm-hmm. even mean that they don't. In other words, like black people tend to be very expressive, right? So they score a touchdown. They started doing the dance years ago and all this the cool stuff in the end zone, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of white people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, why don't you flip the ball to the ref and run back? Act like you've been there before. Right. Okay? Right. They don't understand it. I mean, they don't. I mean, it doesn't mean that they necessarily don't like them. Some people don't. Don't get me wrong, but but it just mm-hmm. means they don't understand it. Like, why does he do that? Why does he just flip the ball to the ref? I don't
2: understand. So why does he need to not, do that? So being flashy, I guess.
3: Yeah. So I'm saying, Chip Kelly, in my evaluation of him, is I don't think he dislikes necessarily like um, you know all black people, but I do think that he definitely has a problem with with people of color, and maybe he's uncomfortable with some of them the way they act. So I guess if you're saying, if that's your definition of racist, maybe, and then I'm calling him racist.
2: Uh, and for some people that may be the case. But hey, listen, uh, you pointed something out here. It he doesn't want the flashy black guy. However, you just came from Oregon, where they have uh, multiple uh, uniform combinations that suggest flash chrome helmets, for crying out loud. Um, on the sidelines, you were the first person, the uh, first uh, program to be putting up the big pictures of people's faces and every everything about Oregon was flash. Okay, um, everything about that program and that organization. So I'm like, sensing that you
3: you you don't see that you, you don't see anything here. You don't see that four guys or five guys in the last year walked out the door from all different you know position groups, uh, mm-hmm. coaches. You've got let's see, you you got Jackson McCoy. You got Trey Thomas. Hell, the guy who's a coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he said the same thing.
2: Yeah, I'm a little leery of the t- of that term being used to describe Chip Kelly. I'm going to need a little bit more than that. Here's my here's my deal. Um, yes, I do believe Chip Kelly is a control freak. Um, I do believe he is coming from the college program where you have a greater amount of control at the college level than you do at the NFL. I think what he's trying to do is duplicate his situation that he had in college here in the the National Football League. It has really been the demise of a lot of college football coaches, almost all of them, quite frankly. They try to come in and have that kind of control. Um, They try to practice like they're still in college, and they fail to understand that you are dealing with veteran NFL football players that are used to things being done a certain kind of way. I think he's come in and tried to do that. Um, I think he's tried to organize practices in that fashion, and I think there have been some guys who have spoken out against it, and he has sought to uh, eliminate those players from the program because he doesn't want those guys spoiling the bunch. So we
3: eliminate Deshaun Jackson, okay, who, yeah. by the way, I think had over 1,000 yards again last year playing for the Deadskins okay, <laughs> without a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Riley Cooper goes on a, a straight-up racist rant on YouTube, and we give him a contract extension. Is that so? So you're telling me you don't see any problem here?
2: Um, yeah, perhaps there's a problem. But here, here's how you look at it: before you go jump on the white-black issue, okay? You know, Riley Cooper did have his racist rant. Yes, we all know about that. Uh, The reason Riley Cooper is still there, perhaps, is because Riley Cooper has not spoken out against anything that Chip Kelly is doing. Riley Cooper realizes he's not Deshaun Jackson, He's not any of these other top of the line. He's not LaShawn McCoy in terms of uh, production on the field. So I'm not in a position here to be speaking out about how long the practices are, how intense they are, or anything else that Chip Kelly is doing. Therefore, Chip Kelly views him as someone who is not a threat to him or what I'm trying to set up here so Riley Cooper gets to stay on the team. An outspoken individual like LaShawn McCoy that wants to know why we're practicing this long, why we're this intense in practice, why we're practicing on this day is going to be a problem because he's LaShawn McCoy big-time producer and if he goes in that locker room where coaches typically don't hang out he can go from locker to locker and spread a little bit of venom and that prevents me from setting up what it is I want to set up here so I've got to get rid of that guy and it's no coincidence that Deshaun Jackson perhaps the most outspoken individual in that locker room when Kelly showed up is the first guy to go. He probably was the first guy to say something about something that Kelly changed. And quite frankly, when you're a coach, whether you come from the college ranks or another NFL team, and you're trying to set things up and turn around, uh, a, you know, a franchise that is that was going in the other direction, the first thing you need to do is find out who's with you and who's against you, and you got to start eliminating the guys that are against you. And I think what happened. So he eliminated
3: all the talented black guys. Okay.
2: I guess. Hey, if that's, if that's how it ends up being, listen, when, listen, what NFL franchise are you going to go to and you start eliminating the top five or six guys and a good majority of them are not going to be black? The Boston Celtics. Oh, wait, they don't play in the NFL. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the New England
0: Patriots may be, may be where that happens. Yeah, the New England Patriots. There that you might go. Be the only,
2: that might be the only place where that would happen. Do you notice but,
0: that, by the way, that's the whole other show, but do you notice how
3: immediately
2: that area, New England Boston, uh, that's always been a hey, little bit look, of an issue. The Red Sox are not overrun with, with <laughs> no. black players. Um, right? Anyway, listen, back he, on point. He does Major League Baseball. But, hey, um, yeah, I think that's what it is, Emil. I really think it's just about yeah, – I have a really, really hard time in this day and age with anyone calling a coach who decides to coach the game of basketball or football Racist! You've got to be some kind of a moron to take up that sport as the profession you want to coach and be racist for crying out loud! How are you going to operate in the game of basketball without black players and having to use them in some kind of a way and have some kind of rapport or some kind of uh, uh, relationship with them? You got to have something. But you see, gotta we're, we're getting into brothers.
3: a whole, you know. <clears throat> You know, we're getting
2: into a I whole. Think but uh, listen, the brass issue. tax for me is this. The brass tax for me on this is. I think Chip Kelly just wants control. I think he wants the things to run a certain kind of way. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think he's falling into the trap of other college football coaches that have become NFL coaches. But I think that's really what this is about. And I think the first couple of guys that left out of there um, threw that out there as a reason as to why they're leaving. And then each guy after that has just continued to build on. Well, then then I'm going to throw throw something
3: out for you. I think he's got a bigger issue then because here's my deal. Nobody likes control like Bill Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. Randy Moss went and told the company line when he played for the Patriots. So that tells me that, that basically Belichick didn't have to do anything. He was respected just by, by, by who he is and what he does. Apparently, then, Chip Kelly doesn't get much respect because he can't get guys to follow his way, so he's just get rid of them. Well, ball. shitty,
2: shitty, by the time Moss showed up, To New England Belichick had you know he had three rings on his fingers yeah Kelly's naked his fingers are naked so there isn't anything he really could do about getting that kind of respect because there's only one way you get it in this league and that's by winning a championship not winning a well you know I'd
3: love to hear from callers on this I mean I wish you know I mean I know it's not football season totally yet, but I mean I, I see I just see at first I was like okay I get the Deshaun Jackson thing I really did I understand he's outspoken I get it I get your explanation but when it keeps happening and it keeps happening and, and I look and I say to myself, you know, you know, I mean, you got all different guys here. It's not just one guy who's popping off. I mean, even Boykin tried to sugarcoat the remarks. He wasn't, I don't think he was necessarily trying to be hurtful as much as introspective. I mean, what, is what the hell does he care? He's going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, look, I'm
2: just wondering if Boykin is just saying uh, he's calling it black guys and black guys who want to talk. Who will speak out? Who won't keep their mouth shut? You know, there's like. But isn't uh, that sort I mean, of
3: a form of racism?
2: I mean, come um, on. It, I mean, I mean, many, I don't know. Uh, I uh, mean, we we're trying to put all kind of different colors and levels on racism. You either like black people or you don't. It's yeah, it's one or the other. It's not like. Well, I like
3: black people. I like black people that that, that listen to me and just and, and act the way I tell them to act.
2: Wouldn't that well then? But is it, what if that is the case And I like you know you know the kind. I, I like that. I like decided. the ones that act like white guys. How's
0: that? Is that racism?
2: Yeah, listen, you you got a segment that would say that as well. I just like the and and if by acting like a white guy is, I, I just go out and do what I'm told, and hey, so be it. Um, but I guess there's, as they say, levels to this thing. But of course, uh, fans, this is out there for you. If you want to hop in on this conversation, feel free to do so. And again, the number to call three four seven six three three. Nine three six, five, and again, three, four seven, six, three, three nine three, six, five. It may just be that. You can we, can I, can I by the way through
3: where we're on this, throw something else in that is funny in a way, but dead true for people who haven't been paying attention. Uh, and you and I talked about this I sent you an article. Charles Haley was asked to uh, speak to the San Francisco 49ers rookies at the Rookie symposium for them. Uh-huh. Uh, Haley played uh, for the 49ers and uh-huh. Cowboys winning two rings with the 49ers through at the Cowboys. he's in the Hall of Fame uh mm-hmm. coaches right now for the cowboys in the I know in training camp I'm not sure if he's on the full time staff. But anyway he went mm-hmm. and uh talked to these young guys and he told the San Francisco Forty Niners rookies, this is a true story for people who haven't followed it, act like the white guys.
2: Well you know <laughs> As funny as the term is that, okay. First of all, you're not going to get any more black than Charles Haley. Okay? No, you're you no never get never, never. What <laughs> never. does that tell you if he is giving that out as advice? I mean, that might be something you might want to listen to and pay you know
3: attention. Now, to. Am you I know. lying to the audience? That is that now exactly what he told them.
2: That is exactly well the advice that he gave those rookies. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I don't know if that's bad advice. Like who's running these teams? It's a white guy, so you know what I mean. You 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 might want to. Uh, act in that fashion. If you, you know, what's the saying about Rome?
0: What, yeah, what Rome, in Rome do with the Romans? The Romans. So, but uh, I, but I think him. he was more trying
3: to say, you know, obviously, again, this is. I hate painting with broad brushes, but I do think that you can paint with some broad brushes. It seems like now, part of it is, I would guess, the league's probably two thirds black right now. So, mm-hmm. that said, when somebody gets in trouble, statistically, there's going to be a higher chance as the black guy, just because there's more black players.
2: Mm-hmm. But that said,
3: it does seem like you know more and more you see the young black guys who come in the league get some money, get in a little bit more trouble. So maybe he's trying to make that point as well. Not just hey, the white guys will like you better if you act like them. As much as try not to get in any trouble. You you know you got a lot of money. You're young. Be smart.
2: Yeah. How about you just keep your nose clean, so on and so forth. I get it. Well, look, uh, we touched on this thing, and again, if fans want to hop in on this, our listeners want to hop in on it. Uh, it's three four six, seven six three three nine three six five. We're gonna head to a break, but when we get back, it's time to rank something. All right, we gotta rank something around here. We're gonna rank the top five worst NFL quarterbacks. You don't want to miss that. Your team's quarterback could very well be on this list, so you don't want to miss that. We'll be back on the Gridiron Stud Show right after this.
0: 7-on-7 season, summer basketball, family picnics, all around the corner, and you're paying big money for t-shirts from screen printers? Why? Screen printed t-shirts are costly when done for small groups. They're limited in color unless you want to pay an even higher price. More colors mean higher prices. How do we solve this? Do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron. That's right, with heat transfer paper sold at t you can design your own logos, Put any wording you want, print it on your inkjet print paper, and using the proper paper sold by tshirtsupplies.com, you can get this the way that you want it. There's no limit to the amount of color or the design. You can transfer a photograph using this paper. It's great for team sports. It's great for family reunions. It's great for birthday gifts. The t-shirt is part of the American culture, and now you can design your own. Don't worry if you haven't done it before. T-Shirt Supplies has the first-rate customer service. They will help you get the paper you want for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them now at t that's t shirts, most hyphen, supplies, plural, all one word.com. Or call them at 1 857 2737. That's 1 877 85 paper, t shirtsupplies.com. Go there now. Hey, 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 do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payout. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over $600,000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one day contest for $25. And get this cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now!
2: here on the Great Iron Stud Show on a Tuesday. We're back. And, uh, you know, th- look, any, any successful media outlet or program or anything going on right now uh, does one very important thing because our culture needs it, and that is rank something on a daily basis. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to rank the uh, top five worst NFL quarterbacks as of uh, right now. Listen, I thought this was going to be an easy thing to do, Emil. It's really not. Uh, there are a couple of reasons why. And before I even launch into some of those reasons, because this is tough, I'm going to let you go first because that's just the kind of guy uh, that I am. So I'm going, to, I'm going to allow you to get first shot at this thing. Uh, there's some teams with multiple quarterbacks. Uh, there's
3: yeah. some teams that really well, I would, to throw, that I would rather throw names out, and you can tell me, first of all, if they belong on the list, and then at the end maybe we'll develop a list because this is not easy and and I think it needs to be a very well thought out list for the listeners to see because if your team if your quarterback makes this list you pretty much in September just have to pay attention to fantasy football because you have no chance if your team if your quarterback's on this list would you agree
2: yes and there're going to be some names that I'm going to hesitate to put on this thing uh but mm, I guess as of right now, they 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 they, need they have to be, to be, be there. Board. You you know where we're going with this, okay? Yeah. So tell me, tell give me our format here again on this. Uh,
0: how we we're star I'm gonna start? I
3: to give you some names, okay? Guys that I think definitely should be in consideration, and then we'll go rank them. We'll talk it through five, four, three, two, and then we got the worst quarterback in the NFL.
2: Mm. Okay. Okay. That's a no, that's what a what a hurtful title. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, it is hurtful, but I mean, okay, let's start, okay. <laughs> I think that before we, you know, this might shock some people. But well, I think are we going to need...
2: go like back and forth? How about you add a name to the pot? I add a name to the pot, and then uh, in okay. the end here we try to come up with. Okay, good five I'm going to so add me, a, a name to the pot that's
3: going to shock some people. But I think right now he needs to be on the list. RG three.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a hurtful one, and the reason it's hurtful for me uh, is not the obvious one. Uh, I'm black guy; don't want black guy on on the list all right let's just be honest about things here um for me as i just uh, you know he's he's on a team where they just don't have their act together it's a franchise that has not had their act together in quite some time but uh you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna have to agree with you it's hurtful that. for
3: both of us because we stand up and take and take credit for our mistakes and we both coming into the draft thought he would be a better player than andrew luck we kind, we kind of sound silly right now
2: yeah, guy's really uh, a victim of circumstance, shall we say, but whether you're a victim of circumstance or not, you're a victim nonetheless, so uh, yes, RG3, uh, definitely. So he's in consideration, you
3: may add a name now.
2: Yes, and I'm going to get this out of the way, uh, it's a local guy for us down here in South Florida, um, and, and uh, I played in the city in which I live in, and uh, had a great college career, but his fortunes in the NFL right now through a lot of things out of his control have not been all that great, but that is the current quarterback as of now for the New York Jets, and that is Geno Smith. Um, and you know why I can't put him on this list? Because everyone says you can, and perception is reality. So let me just go ahead and throw that out. Hold on. There. That's uh, is on
3: the list. really? Hold on.
2: Oh, that's
3: the Eagles front office on the line. Chip Kelly loves the list so far. <laughs> <coughs>
2: Yeah, uh, Yeah. well, all right, go ahead and throw a name. One of his one of his flying guys might end up on there for as long enough as we Okay, go.
3: I'm adding to the list. Sorry, Chip, I'm going to make it an Oreo cookie now. I've got Johnny Manziel. I mean, I'm considering him the starter still. And
2: uh, right. if he's not, then he's definitely on the list because he was taking
3: <laughs> the starter.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um... I'd love to argue against that, my friend, but you really, really can't. There wasn't much that Johnny Manziel did right on or off the field last year, so he is. But he
3: doesn't even look like an NFL
2: quarterback. I mean, you watch some of the snaps
3: he's played; he looks lost back there. Yes, he 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 looks
2: like, oh man, let me not. He looks like the him.
0: dog that goes out into the into <laughs> the busy <laughs> highway, you know. <laughs>
2: Uh yeah, he he looked like he sometimes just looks like the chick that jumps into the uh, Thanksgiving turkey game between all of the fellas. That's yep, how he yep. looked. So uh, I'm a little pissed that you that you jumped on that easy one there, but nevertheless, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna how about how about Mike Glennon for uh, Tampa Bay? He's not gonna be the starter this year, but as of now, man, that that was the guy that was there. I'm gonna throw that name in the list. Let's see if he can legitimately stay on there since it's already been announced at Winston's. Gonna, yeah, we'll uh,
3: talk that through. I mean, I mean, you can certainly add them if you're basing it on last year. I'm going to let you, since the list is wide open. It's an open forum. You can add them, but we're going to have to debate that when we go to rank them. Okay, sounds sounds good to me. What what do you have? Um, geez, so hard, but at, based on last year, I mean, I got to put Blake Bortles on the list.
2: Geez, uh, that that's a good one because I was I was getting ready to run in with that one.
3: Right? I mean, I mean he he. he yeah. didn't, I mean, I know they say he's he has developing. Promised,
2: but we've seen many. Listen, you and I have been watching this game for quite some time. We've seen plenty of dudes would promise that, uh, you know. Promise w- gets you fired. That, that, uh, we've seen plenty <laughs> of guys would promise that have broken yeah. those promises. <laughs> promise and, gets coaches uh, fired. Being, yeah, so um, uh, we can't go off of that. And, uh, yeah, Blake Bortles is, is going to have to be on this list. You know what I would really love to do, Emil? Uh, I'd like to just put a team name there. And anyone who steps in as a quarterback of any uh, of these teams, like I'd like to just put the entire Buffalo Bills on there, and say anyone that's lining up at quarterback for the Bills um, deserves to be on those. On
3: well, those. it's funny, but when we go down this list. It's you know no coincidence that over the last say three decades, generally speaking, the Redskins, the Jets, the Browns, Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Over three decades, generally speaking, they're not world beaters. Sure, they've had years, and you might even point to a team like Tampa Bay and say they won a Super Bowl, but look at everything else in between.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like I want to make a hybrid guy of Kyle Orton and EJ Manuel, but, you know, I don't know. What do the rules say that can I do something like no. that?
3: No. You you listen, right.
2: I got Bortles. Don't
3: delay cuz now you're struggling. You give me your I'm going to your... get
2: controversial then. I'm going to get controversial okay. and, and damn it, man. I'm put my man Jay Cutler in. You know me, okay? Let me tell you something right now. Uh, I'm a Jay Cutler fan, and this is the reason why I'm a Jay Cutler fan. It's not for anything that he really does on the field. I'm a Jay Cutler fan because Jay Cutler doesn't try to hide who the hell he is. I've said this on the show a hundred times. Jay says, this is Jay. This is what I am. You want to keep giving me money? You want
0: to keep signing me (laughs) these contracts? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He just
2: just straight up doesn't give
0: it. Yeah, all right. He sits money. on the bench when he throws five picks by
2: himself. Yeah. He doesn't give it. I'm letting you know right now, I don't care who you bring in here as a head man. I'm pouting. I'm going to go off on guys. I'm going to throw a pick and give a shrug like, I don't care. And you're going to keep on signing me the contract? Uh, that's why I'm a Jay Cutler fan. Yeah, hey, He's the modern-day Jeff George. He really yeah, is. But my, man, my man threw 18 picks last year, 38 sacks. And uh, a lot of those 18 picks were at inopportune times, man. Uh, in the top – 20 guys, uh, and statistically speaking, for last year. Jay Cutler uh, was, was tied for the most interceptions and uh, had less touchdown passes than the other guys. So I'm going to put Jay Cutler on this list. Okay, I'm going to tell you,
3: he's going to have a hard time, I think, really cracking the, the final list because this is just, I mean, this list is impressive. I mean, it, it, as bad as he is, I think we have worse. Okay, I'm okay, going to okay. add a guy, funny you mentioned the Buffalo Bills. How about we put E.J. Manuel on that list? Oh,
2: man, poor E.J. didn't get enough starts. You know, it's like in baseball, you know, to be on the stats list, you have to have a certain amount of at-bats. Did he? Well, you could enough? toss him out in the final
3: evaluation, right, but you well, know what Jimmy Johnson once said, you can't make the club from the tub.
2: Yeah, well, well, all right, that's that's fine. By the way, I uh, saw E.J. Manuel on my way back from Jamaica a couple of months ago. Uh, a big dude, by the way. Um, not that that has anything to do. So you didn't me. tell
3: him he was on the list face-to-face, did you?
2: I, Louis, you didn't say, hey, name. my co host, it really wasn't me. He's going to put you on a list. And <laughs> you're probably
3: not going to want to
0: be.
2: Yeah, I should have just looked at him and said, hey, man, I know your future, and your future is on the Gridiron Stud Show's top five worst NFL quarterbacks list. Just wanted to drop that on you as I head out to customs. But okay, now we, get, again, we each get, you got two more, and I got one. We've got to get 10
3: down to five. So right now I've got seven names. Give me your next oh, is name. Is that
2: what we're rolling with?
3: Yeah, we'll get 10 uh, down to
2: five. Well, let to- me get controversial again. Oh, boy. Look, this is just a numbers play, okay? uh, Because some of these guys, I'm wondering if we have enough information. to go. You know what? Forget all that. Mark Sanchez, go ahead and throw him on the list. Put Sanchez on there. He might damn well be the starter. If we're throwing E.J. Manuel on there, put your boy Mark Sanchez on there. You're still
3: holding that butt fumble against him. Okay. Um, That's
2: forever, okay? He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to hold. Uh, he has to the, wear that forever. He's gonna have um, to hold the Lombardi to get that. This
3: out. one is a franchise one. I almost want to say anybody who plays here. I mean, hell, the one. Have the to one quarterback
2: you vetoed mine, man. Let's go.
3: The one quarterback they actually had that actually was not any good ended up getting murdered. Um, I'm going mm-hmm. with the Tennessee Titans. Zach. You Mettenberg. know that was
2: that 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 was uh, one guy. I don't agree with you on Mettenberger because I think he showed some good things, but uh, and he's not. Probably, I don't know, who knows if he's going to be the starter. But, uh, well, then, uh, man, Tennessee is a struggling franchise. Yeah, Tennessee's I mean, it's just, it's just by virtue
3: of throwing the helmet and jersey on, you almost get on the list.
2: Right. I'm going to go really controversial here. How about this? How about this one? Because I'm all about that controversy. Uh, Andy Dalton.
3: Oh, you know, I considered him. I did. I, you know,
2: throw throw Andy Dalton on there because for folks who just saw the Cincinnati Bengals in the thick of things towards the end of the season there, and how could you say that about a team that was in the playoff hunt and uh, playing meaningful meaningful games towards the end of the year? I need to break this down to you folks. The man threw only 19 touchdowns last year. Okay, uh, and then when you're talking about uh, someone who took all the snaps last year. The only person with a lower total than that was Alex Smith out of Kansas City, uh, and, and and you know maybe Alex Smith didn't throw as many touchdowns because he's a super conservative guy, and and, and we can judge that off the fact that Smith only threw six. Th- Interceptions. Andy Dalton had 19 TDs and also threw 17 interceptions. One of the highest of the top Wow. Nine.
3: I mean, you got to remember, we're playing a game today that resembles those recess games you played when you were in sixth grade. I mean, we were you know, you had seven touchdown passes when you went back in and you you bragged all your friends about it. Okay, that that's really where we're at right now. So yeah, to go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the spread uh, for Andy Dalton is the lowest of anyone. In so, the I, top I mean, top I top
3: mean honestly, you just opened my eyes. I mean, I, I was considering him, but I never even looked to see it. 19 and 17 in today's game. I mean, that's like 1975-ish. Yes,
0: yes
2: very, uh, very Oklahoma Sooners um, type stats. There. Okay, let's
3: let's go. I think we're ready to rank. We've got 10 names. Okay, now l- l- you know you just opened my eyes for me. Dalton makes that at number five, because when I look at the, the Bengals, I think the only thing that's held them back from being a much better team is mm-hmm. the fact that they have no quarterback play. You look at the Bengals, their offensive line is widely regarded by most people in the top two or three in the league. You know, So we keep talking
2: Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys offensive line. Guess what?
3: Take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. There's a lot of Pro Bowl players on that line.
2: And I'm seeing a lot of running backs uh, that get behind that line and get yards. Jeremy Hill comes out of nowhere, goes off. Gio Bernard is running behind that line. And
3: I A.J. Mean, Green's a pretty good guy to throw the ball to, and they had Grisham, Grisham there, who's a pretty athletic tight end. Yeah, I mean, to me, and I don't know look, if you disagree.
2: Guys, good you brought that up. Take A.J. Green, put him in, in Green Bay. What happens there? What happens to his he might have 17, 1,800 yards. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I so, mean, for me, uh, Andy's easily number five on this list. Uh, I don't know. I'm, you might maybe might be able to make an argument that, considering what he has around him, he could slide up the list. But I'll indulge you on that, and we'll make Andy Dalton number uh, number five on the list. Right. We'll do
3: we'll okay. do that. So
0: okay. where are we have with number four? Uh,
3: num- okay. Okay. Well, Thank we uh, uh, let's talk through some guys we should eliminate. As much as I want to include Cutler. I just don't think he's quite as bad as some of these other ones, only because his attitude is hysterical. I give you that. Mm. But I think if you put him in... So we're keeping him off on the comedy factor? Well, I think if you put him in a place like Cincinnati where he could stay upright once in a while and hand the ball off, he might actually be a decent quarterback. Now, his attitude will still suck, and they wouldn't win anything probably. But, Hmm. I I mean, you know, the Bears have been a little bit of an offensive train wreck, not really knowing what they want to do. They have a a running back there in Forte, and a lot of games you sit there and scratch your head and say, why does he only have 12 carries? And their offensive line's a little bit like a turnstile. So I kind of want to give, as much as I love to make fun of Cutler,
2: I almost want to give him a pass. Okay, uh, I do need to rewind this here, and this is, uh, you know, apologize for having to do this, but you know what? Uh, what do we do about the Arizona Cardinals, which you know probably had the worst quarterback play collectively of any team last year? Do well, you? because and you know what there, are we going to call We it have to pass uh, because Paul we they Palmer were on their eighth
3: quarterback last year. I mean, Bruce Arians almost played quarterback. We know Carson Palmer is their guy, and he certainly is not one of the ten worst quarterbacks in the league. You're such a USC homer for
2: crying out loud, but yes, okay, uh, we'll
3: we'll
2: we'll give you on that.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, otherwise, if you want to give, safe bad play last year, I mean, hell, the, there's nobody even close to what went down in Arizona.
0: <laughs> All right, so if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go
2: with number four here. I think we got to put one of the two guys uh, on here that that uh, hurt our feelings a little bit to put it on there. And on my list, on my list, Emil, only one of those two guys uh, would make it on. To that list, uh, because I got another guy that I would include. I don't know where you stand. We we might we might split on this. So in my opinion, either Smith or RG three falls into this. Number. Oh, that was
3: where I was going with this. I was put RG three here only because I'm going to give him a slight pass. Don't do not put him higher, and mm-hmm. say that he was hurt a little bit, and he's gone through some offensive coordinators and some change, and and really nobody's coached him well since he got in the league. I mean, they let him keep running that silly spread offense. They should have turned him into an NFL quarterback early in his career, taught him reads and all the other good stuff, progressions, and they just let him do what he did. And do I, you ever I mean,
2: remember how uh, that first year the uh, offensive coordinator was getting uh, high praise for not – um, forcing his system onto RG3 and allow him to do not things. for me he wasn't,
0: but that that was the oh media no
2: talk. That, that such that was such a great move uh, to allow him to do well, the things that on this show I don't
3: remember. I mean we, we knew where that story was headed because they sit around in the off season these defensive guys and they say okay they're running this read option what are we going to do oh we're going to hit this guy and knock him into next week and then by the second quarter he won't want to do that anymore we knew where that was going. I thought that well, was a dumb move out of the gate.
2: Number four for me would uh, be Geno Smith, as much as it hurts me to do that. Uh, that would be my guy. Okay, well, we
0: can put Smith. I, on my, you li- gave on me my list,
2: I don't have both of those guys on there. So it's one or the other, and Geno Smith's the guy that makes it for me. And the only reason I'm taking Smith over RG3 is RG3 has missed quite a bit with the injury, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the injuries. Uh, I think the initial injury has been a, a big part of uh, why he is – fallen back in, in, in his game, so we, there's a little bit of a factor there where Geno Smith, uh, the only factor is that he plays for a franchise that sucks, and I'd love to see Geno Smith get out of New York, but uh, that's it on my list. I don't know how... So you've got the, Smith at four? I've got Smith at four, and I don't have RG3 on my list. Okay, well, in the I official list, like we're putting RG3.
3: Smith at four because I, I could agree with either guy there, so I
2: give you Smith at four.
3: All right, I number think this
2: is where our biggest battle is going to come. No,
3: here, number no, number three. three. See, I've got somebody I think that I can sell you on at number three. I agree with you on Sanchez. You know, okay. the guy's never developed. I watched him play. People were saying last year, oh, look at what, he, what was he. Go look, 13 touchdowns, 12 interceptions or something goofy like that.
2: Well, I we could find those numbers. Find that three. out for me.
3: I bet you he was almost 15. We talked about 14 and
2: 11. 14, 14 and, and 11. 14 and 11, okay. Sacked 23 still,
3: times. Yeah, he's still throwing picks like they're going out of style and not throwing touchdowns. He's in an offense that probably I could throw for yards. I mean, they just throw the ball every play. I mean, I could throw a ball wide to somebody and let him run with it for 9 yards once in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. I just think Sanchez to me when he lines up a quarterback, if he does for the Eagles for any amount of time this year, you can best believe they won't be in the playoffs.
2: Yes, if he indeed has to be the guy back there, uh, I would have to agree with you. Something went wrong there in the whole plans, the master plans that Chip Kelly had in Philadelphia. So I will back you on that, and I guess you and I can agree on this. I'm, I kind of wanted to put Mike Glennon in there, but uh, you know the fact that he's not going to be the starter this year, which could be the case very much for Mark Sanchez, I just don't think there's enough there for Glennon to go ahead. Glennon doesn't have enough kind of, of a
3: body of work. I mean, he was a guy who got thrown into a situation I don't think anybody coming into the league viewed him as a starter whereas Sanchez was picked in the top 10 in the draft so for me I mean he's a no-brainer as as one of the you know what what people consider starting quarterbacks he's one of the five worst
2: right Um, number two I'm I'm going to go ahead and jump in there and say that this this needs to be Blake Bortles Um, We can make all excuses in the world that we want for him. And, you know, being on the Jacksonville Jaguars is a pretty damn good excuse for anyone to really be sorry right now. But the truth of the matter is 11 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and he was sacked the most. Uh, out of anyone last year, 55 times, 55 times he hit the deck. Yeah, and you can blame the line, but I've seen a,
3: enough of their games accidentally flipping through the the NFL Sunday <laughs> Ticket where he holds on to the to ball. To watching. No, him. I don't. I mean, I didn't actually turn it on. <laughs> no, not not intentionally. I went through the channel and said, "Oh, yeah, just let me watch a play here." And they have those funny uniforms now, where the helmets like 12 colors. And but um, yeah, yeah he yeah. he holds on to the ball forever, forever and right.
2: Yeah, so 55 sacks and and underwater in your TD intercessions will get you on this list. Lucky he wasn't number one. I think everyone knows where we're going with number one, and it has to be our guy Johnny Cash, who says he's cleaned up his ass. (laughs) He Uh, has to be number one. I mean, you
3: watch that guy
2: play. He doesn't have a clue of what he's doing back there. Watch him play. Not at all. He really thinks it's the playground. Here's the interesting thing where, you know, I don't know if it's even fair for him to be on this list. When you look at the top 40 guys statistically as I I'm looking at right now in ESPN. He's not he, he's not on this list. He doesn't show up for anything. Uh, on Do You know who we
3: left out of our original analysis that actually in retrospect I think probably could you could make a case and people mm-hmm. are going to jump down my throat cuz he sells a lot of jerseys? Colin Kaepernick.
2: Oh my god, man. De- yeah, I was definitely There's gonna, a guy I, that goes I, back because there. Because of him. Because of him, I was going to say we need to have a almost made it on this list and it's going to be him and you know what it'll be clear-cut after this year because he's going to experience serious problems this year Oh, and, uh,
1: if we you watch this, their game <laughs> you know he's
2: on there we talk about
3: this every Monday after we, we review the games during the season and people who are regular listeners are used to this you mm-hmm. watch a 49er game it's actually painful to watch him play offense he goes
2: back if his first receiver isn't opened immediately it turns into the playground Do they have any plays? Is what I wondered for a great part of last year. Do they have any plays, or is it just, uh, um, you know, split right, everybody get open? And that's what the frick it looks like. It looks. No, well, like I think he's on his out hand in the place. huddle. Like, you remember when it, you were a kid? I swear to God, <laughs> him, it looked like the stuff we ran at Excelsior Elementary School in <laughs> Brooklyn, New York. As I was growing up, I swear it was the same place. I was actually getting mad because I felt like they were they ripped off our playbook yeah. from uh, 1981 at Excelsior Elementary School in Brooklyn. They're running our plays. Is what I, I mean, you, know, the, I you remember you get in the huddle,
3: right? You get in the huddle, and if there was dirt around, better yet. But now, you know, if you don't have dirt, you take your hand and you put your finger on and you say, okay, Johnny, listen. You go down there about 10 yards and go down to where the tree is, right around there, and I want you to turn around, okay? Yeah. And, and Bobby, I want you to go down, and you just run a fly pattern. You just take him out of the play, okay?
2: (laughs) Yeah, an absolute train wreck. And to that point, you knew who was sacked uh, the next amount of times uh, after Blake Bortles. It was Colin Kaepernick, which you wouldn't think for someone as elusive and as athletic as him, sacked 52 times last year. The spread was only... Uh, 19 TDs to 10 interceptions. Um, so, but we um,
3: might, you know what, let's have fun with this. Okay, we made this list. Okay, let's take a look at this list. Let's, let's do it every month at the end of a month in the season. Okay, so at the end of September, mm-hmm. you and I are going to have the Gridiron Studs five worst NFL quarterbacks list. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it every month throughout the year and see how it progresses. And at the end of the year, as play is happening, we'll have a very good list come uh, the end of December, God willing.
2: I think that's probably... Uh, something we need to get into here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Uh, kind of fun putting this list together as we called out some of the comedy that that you know went on this year. But uh, nevertheless, that's our list. Read em and weep. It's number five, Andy Dalton. Number four, Geno Smith. Number three, Mark Sanchez. Two, Blake Bortles. Number one. Uh, I wish we could fire up some really good music other than. Uh, it, it could be, it could be the end for all of these guys. But nevertheless, number one, Johnny Manziel of your of your Cleveland Browns. And with that list, we've reached the end here of the Gridiron Stud Show. We want to thank all of you folks for listening to us on the show today. Uh, we are a featured show on Blog Talk Radio. Continue to listen to us. We are back on Friday. Back on Friday with our NFL preview. Where do we think uh, all of these teams are going to end up this year? Uh, the football season is approaching us. Thank you all for listening. For Chad Wilson, uh, I mean, that's me. Hey, hold on. For Abel Calamino, <laughs> I'm Chad Wilson. Uh, I'll get my... See you opinion. Friday. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys on Friday.
0: Can you picture what will be So that free in need of some Strangers have hit us Desperate